lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. We are here, yes, undeterred amid billowing clouds of coronavirus-infected air and equipment. Nonetheless, we persist here on The Steve Day Show on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Todd and Aaron are here because I don't care about them. Only the almighty dollar. Am I doing this right? Right. Well, everybody knew before today that you don't care about us. I right. thought that was clear. I just wanted and, to make sure that I'm doing this right. And you handed me your uh, my paycheck, so that's all all I care about. And I, I want you to know I licked it a few times Did before you? I handed okay. it over, Very yeah, good. just to make it uh, make it especially personal. Indeed, <sighs> going to be one of those days, isn't it? Good. We need it. We need one of those Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the number. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Steve at stevedace dot com is how you can email us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Feedback Friday is coming your way a little bit later on next hour, where we delve into what you've been sending us to the stevedace dot com inbox, and a lot of it, I will warn you, is not happy. Not happy. All right. Uh, also, don't forget, if you're looking for clips of this show that you can sample or share, uh, go to YouTube.com slash Steve Dace, YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. Our good friend Bob Vanderplatz is here. Rare to see him on a Friday, but uh, he is going to take part alongside the three of us in what is coming your way next. It is time for the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was. Bob does that music, the graphic, all that look from there. <laughs> it does. Yeah, we just ripped them off. Yeah. yeah, but it's PBS, so we're subsidizing it, so it can't be plagiarizing. It actually is our intellectual property. Isn't that how it works too? Right? Sure. And we can take anything, rob them if we want. Plus, John McLaughlin has passed away, so he won't mind now. Let's get to issue one. Bleep Democrats say. today first of all we love you back we love you right back we want to start off today of course recognizing international women's day to all the powerful ladies and and uh gender non-conforming femmes out there we're here for you it's not just america that's on the line with this election it's the world and I mean that in the sense both of climate change. You are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're full of Trump and his friends want to cut funding for Planned Parenthood. Well, we've got some bad news for them because we're going to substantially increase funding. And it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. I have decided that I am with great enthusiasm going to endorse Joe Biden for President of the United States. I believe in Joe. 
I really believe in him, and I have known him for a long time. But those kids did not show up, mm-hmm. at least if you look at the numbers, I mean, just overall, this yeah. this race. So, so how can you say the progressive position is still prevailing nationwide when Joe Biden is winning mm-hmm. so much? Well, I think one thing that we that isn't being talked about is the rampant voter suppression in this country. When that vaccine is developed, and it must be developed as quickly as we can, working with folks all over the world, obviously it should be made free to every person in this country and, in fact, every person in the world. The coronavirus does not have a political affiliation. It will infect Republicans, independents, and Democrats alike. This may be Donald Trump's Katrina. Yeah, you can have to paraphrase him because of my role in that. I mean, let's just lean into that for a minute. The president referred to the coronavirus as a, quote, foreign virus. And I think it's going to smack, uh, it's going to come across to a lot of Americans as smacking of uh, xenophobia. Sounds almost so silly to say, but there's a lot of restaurants that are feeling the pain of racism. Uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Um, They're not patroning Asian restaurants because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. But neither should we panic or fall back on xenophobia. Labeling COVID-19 a foreign virus does not displace accountability for the misjudgments that have been taken thus far by the Trump administration. I know you just declared a state of emergency in New York City. What exactly does it mean? Well, if it means that I have extraordinary powers uh, to determine uh, where people can be, when, you know, to determine what kind of gatherings are acceptable or not, where, you know, parts of the city, how we handle, who goes in, who goes out. This is not to fearmonger. This is, it would be irresponsible for us to, to create panic when it's undue. That being said, we know 80% of the population is going to survive. Turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for, because we cannot get reelected. We cannot win this reelection. Let's get to the first question, Bob. You get to go first. Since you seem to be the most tickled by that, I've got to I've got to ask you first. Your favorite flavor of total depravity from that montage this week was what, Mr. Vanderplatz? Kamala Harris. Uh, I love being dressed in black with a brick wall behind her and saying she is with great enthusiasm <laughs> endorsing Joe but Biden. But they caught her coming out of the funeral home, right? Endorsing Joe Biden, who then turned around and endorsed Donald Trump. All right. Todd, your favorite. I changed my mind over (laughs) and over again in that montage. First, right out of the gate, setting the tone for everything, no matter what happened, starting off with uh, Ocasio-Cortez and, hey, my trans peeps, whatever that, you know, it just, you, to the degree that I don't know how many, but enough people believe that nonsense in this country, you, that's not. You can't function that way, believing things like that. You can, you cannot. And there, she she's an elected representative of a a area of the largest city in America. That's not good. There's nothing good about that. Then the guy who says eighty percent of people are going to recover from this, like I, it's a little out of like, did, was he saying that about the population of people 
who actually get coronavirus? Or was he just saying I, I, like eighty percent of America will survive? Because I, I can't tell anymore. Let's let's be let's be charitable and say it was in the context of those who were actually are actually going to be diagnosed with the Wuhan coronavirus disease. Let's be charitable, just, and pe- even that is dumb. I'm, people are throwing around da- smart people, people I respect about a lot. They're throwing around data and numbers in ways that are just it's it's virtue signaling. It, with math they're just trying to be on the cool kids club they have no idea what they're saying so that's but then i changed my mind again at the end with joe biden i he's don't spoil it we're gonna get to more of that in the next segment i okay? just but i'll leave it there but that you didn't you go saw, with ocasio cortez claiming her own party is suppressing minorities that's not your first i can't believe uh, that's not your first second well, and third choice like i said so many but joe biden speaking in tongues there apparently don't know what that was amazing <laughs> By the way, I, I hate to do this. My, my wife just totally distracted me. She just sent me a, a, a DM with a meme. Due to the, uh, the the panic ensuing, Walmart has finally agreed to open a third aisle. <laughs> <laughs> it's called self-checkout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron, your favorite uh, dose of uh, Big Gay ice cream this week. Yes, thank you. Um, I, I, I think it's the whole, don't call it the Wuhan coronavirus, don't call it the Chinese coronavirus, call it COVID-19 because, because that's racist. Do you honestly believe that any soccer mom who has to adjust her plans across the country now because her, her kids can't go to school for the next two weeks. Do you think anybody with tickets to the NCAA tournament, do you think anybody who planned on watching good portions of the NCAA tournament, do you think any of them really care, really care about the racism aspect of this, the fake racism aspect of this? Not a chance. But these people, oh, Oh, let, you know, school, whole swaths of humanity are being shut down right now. But don't you call it the Wuhan coronavirus, you racist, xenophobic, fill in the blank. It's just ridiculous. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Can you help me understand why the same people saying that it is racist to refer to this as the Wuhan virus also want to essentially contrive a panic that this will be the worst pandemic since the Spanish flu. How can you do both of those things at once? I, do, when, when does a virus have a nationality or not? If it comes from Western Europe, if it's, ref, if it's a Western European reference, then it, then it has a nationality. Um, it, although you would, th- those would still be uh, you know, people with some Hispanic origin, obviously. Or, but if it's of an Asian w- origin, then it's racist and xenophobic. Or does it just come down to how, how, how many shares of, of the company that owns our, our media outlet, did the, did the uh, Shycom zone? Is it, does it just come down to that? there we go. Think that's the answer? Is that is that is that how we is that how we 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 finish the Rubik's cube? Do you think is is that the one? Yeah, Bob, you're the elder yep. statesman. Can you answer that question for me? How is Wuhan virus racist? But the, all these references this week to the uh, the historical precedent of the Spanish flu post World War One. Tell me, uh, tell me why that's not xenophobic. Well, well, well the Wuhan virus is not racist because that's its origin. But we're in a transition phase to where this will be the Trump virus. Because uh, everything comes down to, are you in the ditch for Trump or are you in the ditch against Trump? And so that's why I think they, they don't want it called something else because they're trying to put the blame on Trump. Mm. Everything's got to be politicized. Instead of saying, no, this is where it originated. Let's find out how it originated. And now let's try to deal with it uh, and provide some common sense measures. Uh, we have to make this a political thing. 
along those lines, um, I I don't have too many partisan bones left anymore after the last several years, unless it's somebody I really know personally and can and can personally vouch for on an intimate level. I, I just don't have a, and you guys know from doing the show with me every day, I, I just, we rarely get into that back and forth that dominates the headlines most of the time, right? Right. That being said, I I, I was, I, if, if I were anywhere within earshot of Joe Biden when he gave that speech yesterday, um, I'd be the one asking him outside. You'd have to stop me from elder abuse. I thought that was freaking treacherous, that speech yesterday. I thought it went beyond partisanship. I thought it was heinous and it was despicable. And here's how you know I'm right. The fact that it wasn't everywhere in all the lefty media after he gave it last night. The fact that they didn't take that and just absolutely run with it and say, here, uh, thou art the man. Here, here, here is our son in whom we are well pleased. The fact they did not uh, nominate Patra, uh, anoint him right there after giving that speech, but just went, just almost ignored it the minute it was over and went back to just trashing Trump indicates my yeah. instincts on that are right. Of course. That was absolutely one of the worst and most despicable acts of political opportunism. And given what we've seen the last few years, yeah. and we just went through an election with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump at the same time, okay? That that is, I think, a pretty. That's saying something because we've been exposed to a level of chicanery that previous generations were like, we aren't shameless enough to try that. And I just thought, I thought that was reprehensible. Put the old man in a nursing home. Bad, terrible. Well, look at the cover. The press is running for him and allowing him to do that. I mean, they are actively retconning the Chinese response causing this forget just the label of where it's come they're retconning the response of that oh they handled it responsibly and they did the right thing and now they're coming to the aid of the italians while we shut down the airports they are retconning the whole thing for the sole purpose for hanging donald trump in broad daylight it doesn't mean everything donald trump has done or the response to this has been effective yep. but it's abundantly yep. clear that their primary goal no matter what is to make sure Donald Trump dies is, of this virus. Which is why if and when, if and when, this whole coronavirus, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in a different light, but this is, that's why when this whole thing blows over, we're going to have a bleep Democrat say montage where they're taking credit. If this yeah. thing it ends up not being an actual pandemic, they're going to take credit for that because that's how they roll. They're going to be the, they're going to make themselves look like the smart people in the room. I, 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 what you just said, that's, I agree with that analysis too, Aaron. What, what you just said though, Todd, I mean, I, I am troubled by several things uh, from the administration's persp uh, response perspective. I, I don't understand. Like I agree. And I keep asking these questions. I've asked this will now be the 28th time. I believe this week I've asked this question and people, I think, misinterpret why I'm asking this. I'm not asking this because, hey, um, I'm, I'm like, you know, broken that my annual NCAA tournament vacation is off. I'm asking this because it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense that i am uniquely exposing and 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 a danger of being exposed to the coronavirus by people breathing on me at, at the while congregating in a college basketball game but not at all the nation's shopping malls all the nation's shopping centers all the nation's walmarts all the nation's targets and all the nation's airports that doesn't make any sense 
right? I know we talked about this yesterday. So either they need to shut more things down or something or or something we probably don't even want to really contemplate is happening, right? Yeah. Because these two things cannot be simultaneously true. That's been the point I've been asking. I've been that that's why I've been asking these things. Help me cuz I I will I just will, I cannot tolerate the space of your BS. I just can't. I, I got into this business originally thinking I was just going to come out here, man, and just slay leftism every day. And I, I find myself most days now just calling, that's BS, BS. Call them BS on that. These two things can't be simultaneously true. They just can't. It doesn't make any sense. That, so, I, so a college basketball crowd is going to spread it to one another, but the crowd at, at the Columbus Circle Mall and Mall of America won't. The, so the crowd at the Big West basketball tournament is going to spread it to each other, but the crowd at LAX won't. That, that doesn't make any sense. So I, I, have, I have that question I would like to ask you. Do you can you make sense of that to me? You know, I, I can't make sense. When you ask in a deal about why are the malls still open? Why is the airport still functioning? Why are we still congregating people in certain places but shutting down other places? You know, that is hard for me to understand. Now, some of it comes down to personal decisions, but so does going to a basketball game come down to sure. personal decision. You know, do you want to go or don't you want to go? Um. The people, and I think I shared this with you, Steve, I have a board member who's a doctor who's very concerned about this. I mean, okay. very concerned. All right, all right, save that then, because when okay. we get to coronavirus later in yeah. the rundown, we'll talk about that part of it then. But I think I think you're right. And so what doesn't make sense to me, though, either, is that the NBA does a lot of things for money. The NCAA does a lot of things for money. They're shutting things down. They're saying, you know, we're not doing this. The Iowa High School Athletic Association has got their state tournament going on right now. They do a lot of things for money. They're limiting crowds to 100 people right now. Right. So there's things that, you know, to me, it's a deal, of, especially for those of us as believers. We just talked about this in a team meeting at the Family Leader. We will be wise. We will be diligent. We will act with common sense, and we'll do as many measures as we think is good. Okay? Be smart about this. But we're not going to be alarming. The difference here, though, is all of the entities that you just mentioned do things for money. But they are also heavily influenced by the forces and worldview that drive left America media coverage, yes. right? How yeah. many Trump voters do you think work at the, but, but, uh, hold on a second. How many Trump voters do you think work at the NCAA headquarters at Overland Park, oh, Kansas? Oh, there, there's absolutely zero. Okay, are, how, many, are, how many Trump voters do you think are in Michael Silver's office at the National Basketball totally Association? Totally agree. Concede all those. Okay. However, how many Trump voters had Trump going on national television and basically canceling events, canceling whatever, not allowing people to come to the White House? So this is a Trump deal, too, where somebody's getting to him going, wait a minute. But you know what? This is the right conversation yes. we will have later. My only point is these two things can't be simultaneously sure. true. We either need to shut things down or we don't. That's just that's my point. But let's let's get to the exit question on a scale of one to ten, with one being as uh, fraudulent uh, or one being as sincere as Mitt Romney's claim to be profoundly religious and ten. I'm sorry, I just can't help but throw fraudulent in there whenever Mitt Romney's name comes up and ten being as confirmed and enthusiastic as Lindsey Graham's preference for illegal aliens over actual Americans rate this week's dose of cray cray Aaron. I'm going to give it a seven. Todd. Oh, it's, it's a 10. What do you think, Bob? One to 10. I think it's an eight. It's an eight. Issue two, Joe Biden has dementia. This is Joe Biden four years ago. You know, if Bernie Sanders never said he was a democratic socialist, based on what he's saying, people wouldn't be calling him a democratic socialist. That's how he characterizes himself in sort of European terms, the democratic socialist parties in, in Europe. But, but why is she but, having trouble? Well, I, I think that 
that Bernie is speaking to a yearning that is deep and real, and he has credibility on it. And that is the absolute enormous concentration of wealth in a small group of people with the middle class now being able to be shown being left out. There used to be a basic bargain. If you contributed to the profitability of an enterprise, you got to share in the profit. That's been broken. And this is Joe Biden now. Cut to the president of the United States. <laughs> 3,900 of them right here in the state of North South Carolina. One of the things I'm proudest of is getting passed, getting moved, getting control of the Paris Climate Accord. I'm the guy that came back after meeting with Deng Xiaoping and making the case that I believe China would join if we put pressure on them. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over if you like what you see. Help out. If not, vote for the other by We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. And by the way, you know I sit on the stand, and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. I mean, that, I don't know why we didn't do this sooner, but going back to video of, of Biden just in the last election campaign and comparing it with that, I, I just, so, so Bob, we, we started, or we started talking about this on this show several months ago and now others are picking it up. This is not a troll by me. And, and I've said this from the first day that I said this. I do believe that if, if Joe Biden was leading an, a rival investment group to take over a publicly traded company, that you could go into a court of law and at least get a hearing that he's legally incompetent, could not do, it, it just, he, he doesn't have his faculties. He, he can't run this company. And now we're talking about the largest company on planet Earth, the United States of America. So we've all talked about this and we're short on time. So I, I think I'd like to know what you think, all right? How big of an issue, if at all, seriously, no trolling, seriously, is Joe Biden's mental health and mental state in this campaign? I think it's a big issue. Uh, matter of fact, many times I, I tell my family, tell people around our team, you know, I feel sorry for him. Uh, he's, he's put in a position because he is the one they believe can beat Donald Trump. So to the people who want to get rid of Trump, that's all they're worried about with Biden. They, they're not caring about his mental faculties, anything like that. He can beat Donald Trump. But if you were to go to a, a corporation, even for him to sit on a board of directors, you would basically say, let's make him something emeritus, but let's get him out of a decision-making role. Because what, what, what you're seeing, um, it's just disturbing in that he's going to be running for president of the United States. You know what? And even what we see, that might be the best of him right now. I think this is even though yeah, he, he's not going to get brighter and bushier he, the well, longer no, this but process even the, goes on. When he goes off camera— I, I don't know, like how 
out of it he may be this is like the, right. the uh oh, i see what you're saying this is when he's been prepped and oh, primed yeah i think yeah. You, this is like the, i know you don't like but the the, the the iron man version of the mandarin how it was ben kingsley's like a, a, you know a, a uber bad terrorist and then off camera he's just a, a high british actor you know really right. this is the best of joe biden we're seeing because when he's off camera you know, taking a nap, you know, it's Geritol time. It's And listen, if he was just an ever guy, he'd be the lovable grandpa. Thank you for your service to our country. But this is unacceptable. And the Democrats are going to do it anyways, because it's come hell or high water. It, this it, this dovetails what we have to do. It doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as we hang Donald Trump in broad daylight. That's all that matters. Well, you see how they're going to deal with it. I mean, the, the speech that Steve referred to earlier. But that was a press conference. I've done press conferences. You do not do press conferences with teleprompters. Yeah. He had a teleprompter, and they made sure he stayed on script. Mm-hmm. They will control him. His worst nightmare right now is that Bernie Sanders is still in the race. But with Bernie Sanders is still in the race, he's still going to have to do public events without teleprompters, debates without teleprompters. Well, he's supposed when, to do one on Sunday for two hours, just the two of them one-on-one on a stage. Sure. That, I mean, that'll be fascinating to see. I don't I don't really suspect Bernie to pull his pants down. I'm just going to be fascinated to see what happens when he has to talk yeah. that much and hold the spotlight himself that much. That's why when I watched his speech for a while yesterday, not agreeing with his content, but I was like, the dude's looking pretty good. Then I figured out he's got a teleprompter. Yeah, yeah. and then get get the blank out after you're done. Right. And I mean the the speech the the thing that went on earlier this week where on primary day where Simone Sanders, his campaign uh, spokeswoman, is literally holding his arm and guiding him like we sure. do our elderly grandparents on how to walk and where to go. And then he, and then the the media asks him a question about coronavirus, and and he says uh, I, apparently Sanders is joining Trump. I mean, just totally not even related to what was being asked. And I mean, um, but we saw this in Iowa in the caucuses. If you recall, that's why he got rejected so yeah. badly. Right. If you recall, that's retail politics. Yeah. He was getting guided around a um, an African American church in inner city Des Moines. Basically, you should see this person. You should see. But he was being, and he just looked lost. And I think that's why you're right. Iowans rejected him. I think, and, and this should be a state given its elderly population, et cetera, its rural population. He, it's his lane. He, it, that's his lane. He was, he, was, he was put in the race to bring those voters that Trump took away from them in 2016, elderly rural whites. He was put into this race to bring those people back home, right? That remember the Obama years and the years when Democrats weren't anti-America, just more big government than we were, right? The fact that Iowa's elderly white rural population got a seven to eight month look at that and then resoundly said, he, this guy's just not, can't it, do the it, job, it, I think speaks volumes of what him having the spotlight all to himself as a standard bearer will yeah. look like. And it wasn't Iowans rejecting him because he couldn't do the job. They rejected him because they said, that will not beat Donald Trump. Well, that's Trump. the job. Right. right. That, that, is, that is the job. Sure. Okay. Exit question. If the odds Joe Biden ultimately is not, I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine last night political buddy of mine if the odds joe and he told me he talks to a lot of democrats he told me even among the democrats and stuff he talks to like at msnbc 30 percent of them think or, or they or they think there's about 30 percent odds they'll get rid of biden after burning's gone if the odds joe biden ultimately is not donald trump's opponent this fall for whatever reason were a deaf leopard song which deaf leopard song would it be a rock of ages as if he's he's solid B, hysteria. It's up in the air. No one knows. C, bring it on the heartbreak. He isn't going to make it. What do you think, Todd? Hysteria. But I want to say bring on the heartbreak. I'm hedging a little bit, but I'll go with hysteria for now. 
Can you imagine? Um, yes, I can. This, I can. <laughs> I know you can. But can you imagine? Let, let's say this pandemic is as bad or worse as being forecasted, or that it's not. Um, but the American people then, after having, after while undergoing something like this, or having gotten through, turning around and then saying, "Yeah, let's put the guy who doesn't know where he's at or what office he's running for." Yeah. Let, let's let's put him in charge of of the next uh, Wuhan. Can you? I I I cannot imagine that. Uh, only people that just were never going to vote for Donald Trump, no matter what he did, are going to say, "I'm I feel fine giving the country to that." That's that's my own view. Aaron, uh, let's see. Bring it on the heartbreak. You yeah. don't think he's going to make it? No. Uh, I, guys, here's the other thing to think about. These are, we're not to the summertime with the heat. Um, he, you know, you're going to be a standard bearer. Or, uh, can you imagine a convention speech where he's going to be up there for 45, 50 minutes and every network's going to carry it? I, I, I just, they have to be aware of this on the other side, right? They have to know this, right? They have to. They have to be aware of this. Yes. This just has to be, well, if you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. This is purely transactional for a time to get to dispatch Bernie Sanders. And then the adults are going to walk in and figure out what to do from there. Yeah. So much. So, well, that's why they went so hard uh, covering for him when he went uh, all angry with the uh, auto worker there because that, it was first that, sight of spry. Yes. Yes. Let's let's package this. Let's make yeah. this be the razzle dazzle that people think about when they think of Joe. All right. When we come back. We're going to talk uh, and get more in-depth on the number one issue right now on everybody's minds. And boy, my inbox is full of people who are not happy. All right? We'll get into some of that uh, in the next hour of the program. But we're going to, we're going to discuss coronavirus uh, both uh, holistically, where things stand right now. Uh, there's talk uh, that the president will issue a national uh, dec emergency declaration later this afternoon. Um, much sooner than what we saw the previous president do it uh, with, uh, what was that, SARS? I can't remember which one of the, uh, H1N1, I can't remember which one it was. So, and then how are we on a personal level in our own families? How are we responding and reacting to this? All right, we'll have that conversation and more when we come back. All right, we are back here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace alongside Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, Bob Vanderplatz is the third member of our Dace group panel as we look back on the week that was, which brings us to issue three, coronavirus. We're being told the Wuhan coronavirus started months ago at an open market in the city of Wuhan, China, thanks to bat droppings contaminating food. Now, Americans from Maine to California are stocking up on the essentials like toilet paper and garlic. Basically, all major sporting events in the country have been canceled, including the annual NCAA men's basketball tournament. And at this point, it's better to ask what's not canceled. According to the Centers for Disease Control website, a little over 1,200 cases of the virus have been confirmed in the United States, with 36 deaths reported. Earlier this week, President Trump announced he's suspending travel from Europe, where in Italy, the disease and subsequent panic is doing nothing short of ravaging the northern portion of that 
that country. The latest reports there is that over a thousand Italians have succumbed to the disease. Dr. Anthony Fauci is one of the top immunologists in the U.S. government, and he gave congressional testimony this week on what the impact of the virus could be for Americans. It clearly is not as lethal, and I'll get to the lethality in a moment, but it certainly spreads better. Probably for the practical understanding of the American people, the seasonal flu that we deal with every year has a mortality of 0.1%. The stated mortality overall of this, when you look at all the data, including China, is about 3%. It first started off as 2 and now 3 I think if you count all the cases of minimally symptomatic or asymptomatic infection, that probably brings the mortality rate down to somewhere around 1%, which means it is 10 times more lethal than the seasonal flu. So let's get to the first question. Aaron, I'll start with you. What, uh, and I'm starting with you because you're married to a nurse. Yep. All right. And one of the things we pointed out yesterday is, you know, take your cue from how you, the life choices you see healthcare professionals making, because they're going to get the newest information first, because their health is preeminent, so they can take care of the rest of us, right? So what, if anything, are you and Bella doing differently? Um, and how confident are you in our infrastructure and leadership? So yesterday was the first, really the first day where something somewhat major changed for her, and they the hospital that she works at have uh, have implemented visiting uh, visiting standards and uh, are, are really trying to trying to crack down on visitors uh, and who gets to visit whom in the hospital and that's really been uh, to my understanding the first major change where she works at right now and and um, you know other than just being a typical busy hospital uh, not much specifically with the coronavirus has changed she's at work as we're as we're doing the show right now. So we'll see if that changes uh, today. But as far as what we're doing different differently personally, you know, don't don't be don't be dumb. <laughs> Wash your hands, uh, sanitize things when you can, like you would for any other any other cold or flu season as well. And part of not being stupid is, you know, if if you think you're if you think you're sick uh, or if you've been in close contact maybe with people who are sick, uh, then don't you know, don't have close contact with those who are the most vulnerable, like, like the elderly. And we, we talk about this all the time. And, and, you know, if you are a, an average healthy person, you're probably going, uh, you're probably going to be fine. If you get COVID-19 Wuhan coronavirus, uh, if you are elderly, you need to be concerned. That does not mean that elder, we don't care about the elderly. We're just saying that that's who it's affecting the worst, the most, as far as the actual lifestyle changes. I told you before the show, after the show today, after the show today, I'm I'm going to go to Costco as fast as I can and get some chicken and frozen vegetables and uh, and and basically hope that people don't get carried away with this panic, because that's the thing that we're concerned about. We're not worried. We're not panicked about the panic, but we are mostly concerned about the actual panic because because people are just I mean, I, I, I don't know if you guys saw this. I showed a picture in the montage, somebody tweeted a picture of empty garlic and onion racks at Walmart. Empty garlic and onion well, racks. Well, we turn into vampires. There is no, there's no, exactly, there's no toilet paper to be seen. People are just, people are crazy. 
people and and it's driven by whatever, but people can really go nuts. Uh, and so that's that's the part that we're most concerned about. And with 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 all of the with all of the the closures so far, just the you know how uh, bridges have to be tested for uh, different uh, frequencies and things like that because they can start, you know, in the wind, they can mm-hmm. start to go back and forth and the resonant frequency hits. And boy, before you know it, uh, that thing's uh, crumbling down. That's the type of thing I think that we're starting to witness here if things don't die down fairly quickly. So, you know, um, in the next seven to ten days, I think you kind of mentioned that in, pa- in passing. Who knows what we could see? The virus is not my main concern. It's serious, just like every other flu uh, flu or serious cold is, but that's not my main concern. It's our main concern in the McIntyre household is the panic. How about the Erzin household? Well, yesterday, one of my daughters and I did the same as uh, Aaron's planning to do today. We went out and bought a couple hundred dollars of dry goods, stuff we're going to end up eating anyways, but just stocked up because I just don't trust my fellow man. I mean, just with there, with that doctor, he's talk, he's telling you it's this is not as lethal as the flu, which is what I've been saying for quite some time, both on this show and on social media, that if you are an average healthy person and you actually get coronavirus, you have no greater chance of dying or having a very adverse health effect. You just don't based on the science that he just told you, the expert that everybody's going to. But then he said, because of the rate of spread of this thing, volume-wise, it just is getting to people more more quickly. So you just may have more people having this than you have the flu, and then who knows what happens. But the mixed messages from then on, testing, testing, we can't test. Well, to get tests, you got to go to some place to get tested by a professional. Those same professionals are telling you, if you have symptoms, don't stay at home. Most people recover from this. You'll be fine. Stay home. Do a vitamin C. Do all that stuff. So you're being told to stay there, not worry about it. You probably fed in. You're also you got to race out. This testing is vital. The mixed messages, just like Steve said about airports versus closing of sports things, are everywhere. So people are looking for solace wherever they can, including buying onions. <laughs> the, I, I'm serious. Listen, I, what, I'm not. I'm not tone deaf to what's at stake with lives once again i have as much credibility right now as anybody i just buried my father i saw what it looks like and i'm all, i'm not going to beat a dead horse like this but it's relevant i've seen with my own eyes what it looks like when you go down with a respiratory illness okay but everybody settle down you guys are, and again, everybody, the smart people in the room are throwing around numbers and math. What they're really doing is virtue signaling. They want to feel smart now with this, just like they want to feel smart now with every other damn issue under the sun, including transgenderism. That's why I said about uh, Ocasio-Cortez, what I said last time, the fact that she was the first thing you saw is the filter through which you have to view everything. We are as dumb as we've ever been. Just settle down. That's why I... Why I wore this? I see dumb people. Okay. <laughs> Yesterday we did Bob. Um, I I texted Amy after we got done with the show, just talking to some people I know in Washington and reading some tea leaves. And I I texted Amy after we got done and said I think there's about a twenty five percent chance they're going to shut everything down and soon. Um, and I would have said yesterday it was you know five percent. But the panic uh, button, the inertia, gravity, momentum is tough to stop. So I said, I'm, I'm not worried about the virus. I'm worried about the panic. So we went out, we, we did an inventory of what we have at the home. And we went out yesterday afternoon when a lot of people were still at work. Because um, we get done here at one o'clock 
in the middle of the afternoon, uh, our time, and uh, Walmart was dead. Costco was kind of busy um, and bought a month's worth of things we would need at the house and then took an inventory of what we had and everything else, assuming they don't, they, 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 it, it, the possibility may occur that they will do something like that. As we, Walmart was our last stop. As we were in the checkout line, the text came that, the, that Des Moines, which is the big city here in Iowa, had all the schools were closed. And Walmart was dead. We like parked at the front and we looked at each other and said, that is about to change. Okay. And sure enough, by the time we, we came to check out, because we had a lot to check out with. By the time we got done checking out now, suddenly the line is all the way into the clothing section. All right. As we were leaving, people that put in online orders, there was a line, the parking lot was dead. Now it's full. There's a line of people out there on the street. All right. Um, you know, you know me that I have done everything I could to last raising our kids to insulate them from what I do. Um, I, you know, I know most parents want their kids to follow in their footsteps. Given some of the, uh, st the, the steps I've uh, feet, I've had to step in the last few years. I, I kind of don't actually, I go be poets, musicians, do, do something else. They know very little about daddy's political activism or what he talks about on a show. And so I, you know, I set them down yesterday and we had a very blunt conversation about what is happening and what may happen in the future. So that's, what's gone on in our home. What about with you guys? Well, it's interesting. As you know, Darla and I, we just flew back from Phoenix, uh, Wednesday night. And we saw the concern in the airport of people. Matter of fact, there was a lady that was going to be on our flight who had a mask, who had gloves on, and she was coughing. And we saw a guy go up to her and basically said, are you all right? And she said, I've been checked out. I've been tested. I'm good. But I'm taking these precautions to make sure I don't spread anything. But people on the plane were very nervous. And Darla and I, on our way back, got a text from our son, Logan, who lives in Minneapolis, who's... 23 years old. And he said, Hey, I'm out of toilet paper. I went to Target. And guess what? There is no toilet paper in Target. No. Darla and I then made a decision that Thursday morning we have a Sam's Club business membership to where we can get in at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Seven o'clock in the morning, we stocked up on things that we're going to need anyhow, but just stocked up to them because I think what Aaron said, what Todd said, what you're saying, the panic this is inducing, uh, that's going to be a real threat. Human nature is far more destructive than any virus. But that being said, Steve, I think you know our life situation right now. You know, we have a son, Lucas, who is severely disabled, mm -hmm. and this would be a huge issue for him mm -hmm. if he were to get it. Mm -hmm. We also are expecting grandparents in 10 days. And so when the Polk County Hospital System is saying, we're shutting it down for all visitors because if the coronavirus gets in here, you have an infant that you're like, you better protect that infant at all costs. So those are some real life situations that we are dealing with. Um, and so we're, I, I think the big deal, and again, we challenge Darla and I challenge each other. We challenge the team again today. Let's be wise. Uh, let's act out of common sense precaution, but let us not be alarmed. We know where our hope is. Exit question on a scale of one to 10, with one being same as it ever was, 10 being mass quarantines, martial law. A week from now, when we do the next ACE group, where do you think the average Americans, the impact on the average American of this story will be, Todd? I, one is I'm confident that no big deal, right? This is mm -hmm. what, I mean, obviously, based on the, 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 the impact on the average American will not be that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, based on the rant 
I, I just went on, I, I, I want to say something very close to a one, but I also just went out shopping for dry goods because I don't trust, I, I, I have to go with a five. I am, I, I, I am hedging every bet. I, I, that's, that's the, I, I don't take holds. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I got a hold on that. I have no damn idea what people are doing. Okay. Five is a good hold. You're like right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Aaron. I'm hedging on human nature, so I'm at a 7.5 or 8. Bob. Yeah, I'd be with Aaron. I think you're going to be at a 7, maybe a little bit more. So I think with with the press conferences that are coming up of government leaders who are going to shut down more things, I think with the increased testing, you're going to get more cases, and so people are going to start seeing the increase. I saw the Ohio uh, health officials say that they believe their peak is going to be April 30 in Ohio. If that's the case... Yeah, a lot longer, and so people's panic is going to increase unless there's a reason why this has settled down quickly. And I think a week from now, you're going to be more at a seven than you are at a two. Let's get to issue four, NBA schadenfreude. You may remember the start of the NBA season when a front office official for the Houston Rockets tweeted something in support of the Hong Kong protesters, which set off a chain reaction of pro-Chinese propaganda from the NBA and its players after the communist government took umbrage with that message. Um, It has not come up in terms of people asking me about it, uh, people discussing it, nor has uh, our record of um, human rights abuses come up either, you know. Um, things that our country needs to look at and resolve, um, that hasn't come up either. So none of us are perfect, and we all have uh, different issues that we have to get to. Well, now the NBA has suspended its season thanks to a virus whose origins are in China. The NBA suspending its season because of the very same China it bowed the knee to at the start of the season is one of the biggest examples of schadenfreude. I'm going to be 47 in July if I make it this far with what's going on right now. It's one of the biggest examples of schadenfreude I can ever remember and in any platform, any venue in, 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 in American history. Do you have a better one or at least a good one? Quickly, Bob. You know, I, I, I really don't. I think this is actually, you know, quite apropos. It reminds me of the movie in Hoosiers when the guy says, if you go out naked and bark at the moon, right. on your, mm-hmm. that's up to you. You do it in my living room, I have to deal with it. That's what they're, it's in my living room. Mm. What do you think, Todd? How about ESPN after going woke sports? And we know that it it seems to have learned some lessons, but now literally having no sports to cover for how long? Like, what? Well, What's this going to look like? Uh, 30 for 30. Uh, well, if they, were, if they were smart, who knows if they are. That Michael Jordan Bowles 90s documentary. Yeah, that they're, they're Putting it in there right now. It's supposed to be out later this summer. They'd put it in there right now. Stuff like that if they were smart. Yeah, but that's a good point. Aaron, what about yours? So it's not just you, so don't take this personally, Steve. Or take it personally. But it's not just you, but everybody who was freaking out about Patrick Mahomes on the cover of Madden going from that to winning Super Bowl MVP inject that right into my So a reverse, a reverse schadenfreude yes. is what you're talking about. Right, Spoken let, like a true Chiefs fan. Indeed, yes. <laughs> yes. Let's get to our predictions. Todd, you get to go first. Go. Tom Brady is going to not play for the Patriots and he's not going to play for anybody else. He, he's going to retire. By the way, what you're, that, that's going to be, ESPN's going to turn into the NFL free agency channel because that's getting ready to get started. All right. That, that will be everything they do all day will be that. Yeah. Like another NFL network. Aaron. 
I'm re-racking this from earlier this week, but we are going to see it be common practice for the common cold to be given a name by the mainstream media. Bob? Yeah, I really don't have a prediction. It wasn't all that prepared, but I do think you're going to see that church services across the country are going to be canceled or be viewed online. Okay. My prediction is Mike Pence's place on the ticket this fall is at stake. Totally agree. Over coronavirus. And if the administration looks incompetent or unprepared when this is all said and done, he's toast, I believe. I think Trump will dump him and replace him with a, with a minority or a woman is what I think. That's my prediction. So I was going to get That's quick, a good one. quick reaction. You agree with that? Totally agree. And I think it'd be Nikki Haley. Okay. Yeah. Same, same with both of you. I think that's the solid money. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, agreed. Uh, agreed. I, it really, again, I want to underscore, it has to be really bad. Like if this blows over in like two weeks somehow, um, then, then you know, I think it's status quo. But it, I think it has to be really bad for that to happen. Bob, thanks for being here, man. It's good to see you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, the Day Group brought to you by Riduzone. Get the hey, now's a good time to get healthy, right? And get back on the wagon when it comes to losing weight. Obesity can be uh, one of the things that's a gateway for other problems later on uh, and weakens your immune system. So if you've been struggling with dieting alone, uh, and exercise is great, but you cannot out-train a bad diet. Go with Riduzone. It's the only FDA-accepted product that includes OEA, the naturally occurring molecule that helps you feel full faster, burns stored fat, and reduces your calorie intake at the exact same time. The only place you can get it is on their website at riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. And if you use promo code Steve, when you go there, you'll get up to 65% off and free shipping as well at riduzone.com. Promo code Steve. We'll come back with our number two and feedback Friday is next. Stay tuned. here with our two live and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast if you do listen to us via the podcast if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review wherever you choose to podcast from because the more of those we get the more likely we are to get more people like you and even more likely to get to continue to do this coronavirus willing because that's determining everything right now thank you to the thousands of you that left us those five-star reviews who knows this might be your last chance might be your last chance to ever leave this show if I start with you. Don't miss out. All right? That's got to be on your list of boxes to check here Indeed. on your way out, leaving us a five-star review on a podcast platform. It's got to be. All right? So thank you in advance for checking that box for us today. 888-900-3393 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. I'm, I'm trying to provide some levity because... I, I had to self-edit the inbox, folks, because y'all mad. People are mad. At us in general, all of the above? Uh, not so much us. In general, all of the above, right? Um, and we'll get to your feedback Friday in a moment. Brought to you by Home Title Lock. It's shocking that your home can be stolen this easily. That's the brutal lesson Deborah learned. When thieves found her home's title online, forged it, and literally took ownership of her home And in an instant, thieves legally owned Deborah's house 
including all of that equity. She ended up getting evicted, over $80,000 in equity, gone. The FBI calls this home title fraud and says it's one of the fastest growing crime waves in the country. You don't want to be next. That's why I urge you to protect your online title to your home with Home Title Lock. The legal documents to our homes are kept online where thieves hunt for them. And given the kind of panic we're undergoing right now in America and will likely continue for the foreseeable future, that just brings uh, scammers out of the woodwork, folks. All right. They forge the documents stating that uh, you sold them your home, or they then borrow against your home, claiming they're you. They liquidate your equity, sticking you with the payments. No insurance or bank or mortgage company protects you, but Home Title Lock does. You could already be a victim of title fraud and not not even know it. So find out right now by registering your home at hometitlelock.com. Enter the code Steve for one month of free protection while you're there. Again, enter Steve for a month of free protection at hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com. So I, I tried to come up with, because I already had a ton of other notes and emails on other topics that we just haven't gotten to yet in Feedback Friday. But given the prevalence of the moment and the urgency at stake, I just thought to not address some of our audience's thoughts that we have gotten on the developments this week with coronavirus would be, you know, broadcasting malpractice, okay? So we're going to start with those, get through a cross-section of those, and, and we'll see how long it takes, then we'll go from there, Okay. This one is from Pete. He says, I am 29. So a couple years older than you, Aaron. I'm 29. I've got a one-year-old daughter and three 80-plus-year-old grandparents who I'm legitimately concerned about. This is a sample of what I see in one week. Fox News is telling my parents that the coronavirus is a Democrat impeachment scam and that this is simply the flu. MSNBC is actively hoping that this is Trump's Hurricane Katrina moment and wants to leverage it to make us forget about Biden's dementia. Republicans want to cure this with a border wall and tax cut, even though other ports of entry like airports process millions of travelers daily. The Trump administration puts people like Ben Carson on TV who are not exactly inspiring confidence when there is no plan for a cruise ship full of infected people returning. Buy, sell, or hold submissions on if COVID-19 is God's judgment on China. I guess I'm just disgusted with the politicization of something that, while not earth-ending, should be acknowledged for what it is. The bottom line is we're all going to know people who have gotten sick from this, and it's not something that is meme-worthy or worth owning the libs on. On the other end, I want to see the man in charge acknowledge the severity of what we're facing and exercise some leadership instead of witch-hunt at rallies. The memes won't be funny if I lose my 85-year-old grandfather. What are your thoughts on what Pete had to say? I mean, I, this, is, this is what I tweeted earlier this week. January 11th, uh, Wuhan coronavirus, a blip, a blip on Americans' radars at best. March 11th, um, cancel all the things. There's no toilet paper, and you're a racist. In the middle of all those things, um, what, or, or what the, the, the emailer talked about mm -hmm. we are not capable of being adults are we if we were capable of being adults and not sheeple the panic wouldn't even be there would be some people panicking most of us would have our heads screwed on straight 
but but in mass. This is what we talked about on Theology Thursday yesterday. This is a this is a problem, a, a, a spiritual problem. It really is. It is revealing, maybe as a better word, a spiritual problem. Because when you are increasingly as a society unmoored from the tetherings of of your maker, of knowing your maker, having a relationship with Jesus or with with, uh, with your maker through Jesus, this is what happens when you are faced with with sin. A sin that cannot be stopped, you cannot contain it, you cannot control it. Like so when when we talk about sin, you know, murderers, well, you can stay in a nice part of town. You can do things to avoid that. There is there is this there is this element and this result of sin, which is disease and pestilence that you cannot control. When you are faced with sin that is uncontrolled, you you, you panic if you're unmoored from your from your maker, from a relationship with God. And that's basically that. I think that's kind of reading in between the lines of what of what the emailer is talking about. If the foundations be shaken, that's what we're talking about. We want some leadership. We want some adulting here, but there is none because there are no adults. There are no leaders. It's just it's just reactionary, trying to control. It's just reactions, just people doing things, just people reacting to things. This is what happens. This, I mean, I like Todd's analogy of, of, of Loki. We're all just living in Loki's world. No, this is what happens when, when, uh, when the Joker is out and about, when the Joker is prowling, is prowling the streets. That, this, is what, this is what it looks like. Nobody, nobody is confident in anything. And I think that's, that's the frustrating part. I should add that, um, and it, maybe it's, it's serendipitous that I forgot to include this line from Pete's note because what you just said is a great segue to it. He says, he, he goes, you know, I feel stuck between, this reminds me of the 2016 election. I feel stuck between generations and factions. Um, and it, he says, I wonder what crisis would be we could have that would actually be beyond our hot take culture at this point. And, you know, you and I were talking yesterday, Todd, comparing this to the aftermath of, of 9-11. It's, it's reminiscent of it with one glaring exception, the amount of unity that took place after that, which um, provided community and, and it, rather than panic. Uh, it, it provided um, um, a, a sense of togetherness rather than every man for himself. Take, you know, I'm reading tweets, people talking about I'm watching a woman buy every box of, of, of you know, four-month-old diapers at the store, you know, so no one, nobody else's kid can come and right. get diapers, stuff like that. It's different than our churches of, of virtually every you know, orthodox denomination from a Judeo-Christian perspective had lines waiting for people to get in to find peace and comfort and community after 9-11. That's, this is different what's happening right now. The balkanization, you're watching it play out right now. I'm glad you bring up that story of buying all the diapers, that, that lack of a sense of proportion. So here, guys like you and I, Need Chad? Did he, this is who we're talking Pete. with? Pete. I'm sorry. Yeah. Need to ask hard questions. Listen, I'm, you love your 85 year old grandfather just like I love my 73 year old uh, father. But we we need to ask him when we know that this adversely affects 
uh, the elderly and or the uh, 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 the unhealthy. And the vast majority of people who get this are just fine. We need to ask ourselves logistical questions about like what individual we owe them something in terms of making sure you you stay there i'll take care of some things i'll I'll grocery shop for you things like that but what is everybody supposed to do because when i when people are asking these questions out loud even people on the conservative side what you just hate old people now that's ridiculous of course not but as we talk with joe biden people get old they have symptoms of things well you're not even allowed to ask certain questions out loud without the virtue signaling uh kicking in so Listen, I I sense your frustration, but a lot of what you're asking revolves around your love of your 85-year-old grandfather. I'm speaking only for myself now. I want to be making that abundantly clear. I like how, how much of society needs to change because of that. I, anytime you even start talking about that question, instantly you're supposed to hate old people. That's been going around. That that's just not true. This this thing is not even close to a societal death sentence. It's not random. It's not out there. Then I would understand the hysteria. Like Captain Trips, like the stand, right? It's yeah. like it's like let's fire up the "Don't Fear the Reaper" as our the, uh, as our national anthem, yeah. right? And yeah. my final point on that is, <laughs> I, can we can, can we get Will Ferrell with the cowbell? Christopher, I know. Well, I, I walk and I, I you po- know what? That's the plague I'm yeah. looking for. I'm here for that. Plague. I posted yes. my Black Mirror spirit animal. There's this old man somewhere between the age of 73 and 85 in Italy. He's wandering around and he's just pissed off that there's no pasta in the markets because it, I was around for World War II. Where in the heck is our strength? People are pretending that's what this is. I just, I want more of that guy in everyday life of what we're talking about because I'm just seeing this deer in headlights look in everybody's eyes and people that i wouldn't have expected from and it's sad what what really sticks out to me with this is is i've really gotten a look at truly how many people rely on being told how to live their lives and what decisions to make i mean i i i mean think about the fact that we live at a time where Every entity in charge of us feels that it has to tell us to wash our hands. Stop and think about that. Can you can just, just, can we just, let's, you know what? More I think about it, let's pause right there for just a second. That, that they feel like we have to be told to wash our hands. And think of the amount of, of hand sanitizer people went out and bought, which in many cases probably means they didn't previously own what? Hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yeah, probably not in every case. Probably a lot of people just went and stocked up to make sure it didn't get out, right? But but at least some percentage of those people went and bought it, who weren't previously doing stuff like that. Think about that. Think think about the preventative measures they're taking. They're, they're, they've been urging for the last couple of weeks. If you're sick, stay home from school and work. If you're sick, don't go around old people whose immunity systems are weak. Like if, 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 if you were vomiting into a bin, would, should, would they have let you in to see your father there on his, uh, you know, when, when right. he's fighting himself? Of course not. Right. Of course not. Think about, think about what they're telling us are the primary remedies to, to what are they calling it? Leveling? Is that the, leveling the curve, right? Yes. The, the primary remedies that, that are, are causing a panic 
have to be told to do are the things that we should have done. We should just we ought to be automatic in a society as as educated, enlightened, and prosperous as ours. Wash your hands. Stay home if you're sick. Don't go around people who are vulnerable if you're sick to get them sick. I, 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 really? Yeah. And, and, and to go back to the Italian grandfather you're talking about, that's the stuff of Mussolini, oh, OMG, some guy named Benito Mussolini's in a tank going down the street, just, you know, that's what's caused it. I am, so maybe it is worse than that. I, I don't know. Or maybe we're worse than that. I'm certain of the latter. It, it, we're about to find out. I think we're going to get the answer to that question. Ryan Carter says the fact China has effectively shut the entire country down means it faces a terrible Sophie's choice. I think it's reference. I haven't heard that reference in a long time. Let the vi- number one, let the virus continuously cycle, killing large portions of working age males. This cripples their economy. Or number two, quarantine the entire country, crippling crippling their economy to try to find a way to level it off or to cure it. Nearly every country with cheap labor has immune compromised workers. In fact, if you look at the top two places um, that the last two health emergencies caused us to uh, both under Trump now, which will come later today, apparently, and then under Obama, they're the top two places that we do uh, worker visas from um, and student visas. Um, nearly every country with cheap labor has immune compromised workers. This virus will likely be the end of cheap overseas manufacturing. Americans with better health standards will on average experience a mild cold from it, but economically we will be unable to use slave labor like this anymore. And without the slave labor and the subsequent pollution exportation um, will also end. This is the part where you require good hygiene for workers that do very simple manual labor in farming or manufacturing. This means an adjustment in valuation to at least the federal minimum wage. The problem with COVID-19 is that all the margin calls the U.S. has been making are about to be exposed in a $21 trillion uh, federal deficit. My prediction is Great Depression too, as the United States is forced to adjust to goods priced in proportion to the labor invested and endless government regulation at all levels. That is from Ryan Carter. Thoughts? Everybody's too big to fail. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Can I give an answer? You guys mind? Sure. I think Ryan is actually spot on, but I don't believe you'll see a great... De- you're already seeing Great Depression era levels of decline in the stock market, but because of of, of, of the value that was built up in there, it's still at, at, at relatively speaking, historic levels. Um. Ryan is correct in the symptoms, but ultimately the cure is going to be everybody's too big to fail. I agree with that, that, you know, we are in, we are in a perpetual state of new deal. Now we've never stopped the new deal approach. Government has just been doing bailouts and printing fiat currency to prevent the sort of endemic meltdown, Ryan, that you are describing it has been doing this longer than I've been alive. Todd's been alive all of Aaron's life. Um, you know, and unless you remember World War II, it's been doing it all of every other American that, you know, has been born since the last three generations, baby boomers, Gen X, 
millennials have all lived in a perpetual New Deal cycle of economics. So you can already you already see that. What was Trump's address on on Wednesday night? Money, more federal money. What are they haggling over right now on Capitol Hill? More fiat money that they're going to print. What did the Fed announce it was going to pump into the economy? More fiat money, right? I mean, what did the Fed say it was going to pump like 1.6 trillion or something into the economy? We're 21 trillion, as you said, in debt, Ryan. We don't have 1.6 trillion. If, 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 well, if this was a real substance-based, commodity-based economy, when you're 21 trillion in debt, do you have another 1.6 trillion somewhere to, to pump into right. anything? No, you don't. You don't. So we're not, but we're, the fact that we are able to do that means we're not any of those things. Now, what you're saying about what this is going to do, now, the corporate sector, when this is done, is going to push back hard because they've been the, they've been the ones pushing, um, sacrifice your sovereignty and your nation for cheap labor and cheap goods all along. They're going to push back hard on this, but there absolutely has to be a national conversation. I mean, I texted my buddy Chip Roy last night. I said, when this is done, you need to be like this. I said, dude, I... I Your middle tried to, name is yes, decoupling. Yes, I, I said, Chip, I've tried to stay away. You know, and unless you've asked me, just try to be a friend to you and not get involved and backseat drive and you got other people that can do that for you. I'm going to make an exception here, all right? You, this needs to be your, your Steve Forbes flat tax, man. Like you think this is the answer to everything. That at some point we have to have a serious conversation about outsourcing our sovereignty for cheap labor and cheap goods. And the time to do that is now because that's the consequence that's at stake here. I mean, why are we, we're out here counting ICU beds and, and, and respirators and we can't, and, and we've got, you know, medical professionals who can't answer a friendly question on Fox News last night about how many respirators we have and everything else. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? You're giving Planned Parenthood $500 million a year. $500 million out of your federal pet, out of your federal treasury. How many damn respirators and ICU beds would that buy, do you think? Answers a lot. Answers a lot. How many, how many COVID-19 tests would that buy? You know, for all you lefties out there tweeting, it's easier to get an AR-15 than a COVID uh, test kit. No, it's not, by the way. But let's just go with your argument. Well, Take, how about this deal? Take the $500 million away from Planned Parenthood that just the feds gave them and, you, and, and we'll use it all to buy COVID-19 test kits. Deal? Think they'll take that offer? Hell no, they won't take that offer. All right? And I'm like, you need to make this like your quintessential hill to die on because it's a gateway to every other issue. Every other issue. That if, if we're not going to hold the line on our basic sovereignty... When we're being told right now, we may have to shut the country down for two weeks to 30 days. If, you're, if that's not going to do it, then at this point, man, all y'all might as well just kneel to the anthem. It's a, it's a dead song. It's a sentiment. It, 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 that's all that it is. It's like listening to that. It's like listening to that Captain and Tennille tune when you had your first couple skate in 75. It's like, it's like listening to, you know, something from a John Hughes 80s movie when Todd and I first asked a girl to dance when we were kids. It, that's all it is. Yep. It's a memory. It has no meaning at all. No substance to it. It's dead. It's a sentiment. Because if you won't protect your own sovereignty when your own life is at stake, then you aren't even worthy of standing for that anthem in the first place. Might as well be sitting next to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, the uh, the American Revolution, uh, the invisible hand of economics. and uh, It's been taken out back 
and shot in the head execution style, which is why what you're talking about isn't going to happen. There's not there's not going to be a depression because those market forces aren't being brought to bear anymore. If some sort of collapse happens, it's going to be global and it's not just going to be uh, on America's uh, back. And that, and this this exact line of reasoning extends to what I was just talking about with grandpa, like the we, the invisible hand applied there. The rhythms of life, the church, the family, hard times, how we come together, what we do, that invisible hand, like I said, has been executed. And so we don't have the moorings to survive anymore. Therefore, we hit control, out, delete, panic, shut it all down, go to the God of government. Uh, Steve is absolutely right. That's a promo that should be played over and over and over again. We need right now, this is a, how many more chances do we have left? We've talked about this on the show way before coronavirus. How many chances do we have left to do the level of recovery effort to get a country back? Here, that's where they can, I don't know. Here's the thing I want to add to that, what you just said. Pardon me. I'm sorry. Because let, let's take the official state explanation. Bat right? poop. That, that came from bat poop at wet markets or whatever, okay, in, in, in Wuhan, China. Let's say that that's true. Do you know that that's how those people eat? That when you go outside of Beijing and Hong Kong, the rest of that country is the 11th century and thinks that it's still the Ming Dynasty. Did you know that? And they sit out there, there's aardvarks, everything from aardvarks to salamanders, live, just sitting out there live. And those waiting to be killed and processed on site that you take home and eat. Not exactly a kosher diet. Do you know what I'm saying? And you know what those kinds of animals attract when they congregate in those settings? What do they attract? Bugs. But you know what bugs they really, the bugs they attract the most? Ticks. Like malaria, Lyme disease, things of that nature. So if it's not this one, it'll just be another one later. You're importing this into your country. Constantly. People who don't have, who have a middle ages view of sanitation. Right on down the line. The wet markets that these people eat over there would make is it, you know, because you always find out in February, November, and May on your local newscast every year who the dirty diners are, because that's the months of sweeps when they get when they put on their most salacious stories to get the most viewers to because that's when advertisers are buying for the next quarter. That's why it's called sweeps month. The way these people eat over there that we are we have outsourced our country to, would they wouldn't put that dirty dining. On television. You, we couldn't hack it. We couldn't handle it. That's not going away. So if it's not this virus, it'll be another one or more of them. At some point, we have to come to grips. Are we an exceptional country or not? Are we or not? If we're not, then just open the damn borders Flood the gates, let everything in. Every human trafficker, every disease, let them in. Because the Democrats need more minority voters that they can scam, and Republican donors need more human chattel. Because the one virus we know there's no vaccine for is the human chattel virus. We know that. Southern border's still open for the drug dealers. 
So let's just do that then. Let's get busy living or get busy dying. Let's just get with it. Stop lying to ourselves. Sit down when they play the song. Sit. Kaepernick's got more conviction. We don't mean this. We just want a sentimentality. Keep your hats on. Put your hands over your mouth, not over your heart. Don't sing. Not worthy of it. Or are we exceptional? Which means not that we as people aren't sinful and terrible. We have terrible red in the ledger in the history of this country. But the virtues and values and creeds this country was founded upon has inspired millions of Americans to rise above their own basic instinct, their own natures, and love their neighbor as they love themselves. It's the recognition of our exceptionalists as a culture that has made it possible for us to help out other people around the world. We are right now self-flagellating our own livelihoods and way of life. And the reason we're doing it is because we handed over our national sovereignty so that corporate America could have chattel cheap labor and we could have cheap goods. We need to have a serious conversation about what is more important. And now's a good, you know, when this is done is a good time to have it when it's fresh in the memory banks. Remember, when this is over, remember your kid's senior year, their prom, all the stuff that the graduation party's gone, done, not happening. All the emails I'm getting from people about your kids that made state tournament for this or made some accomplishment for that, gone, not happening now. Your kid's on a spring break or a class trip to Washington, D.C. All that, that's, and that story is legion. It's millions of Americans now. All of that is gone, not coming back, let alone what's happened to your 401ks and everything else this week. When this is done, here's the question to ask ourselves. What is more important? Never letting that happen again. Or when I go to Walmart to buy a gallon of milk, is it okay that it's, that it's $7 instead of $3.99? What is more important to me? It, what's more important to me? To have, actually have the NCAA tournament? Or that the big screen TV I want to buy to watch it is $1,500 or $2,500? What's more important to me? Because that will be the cost of doing what is necessary so this never happens again. And it's not just all greedy corporate America that's got to make sacrifices. The rest of us are going to have to look in the mirror and ask ourselves that question as well. Do we need three car payments because we can get all three of them for $200 or less a month so we can afford it? Do we need that? Or do we make more of those vehicles here at home and maybe I just need one or two cars like every other generation of America ever had? And they did just fine. Those are the questions we're going to have to ask ourselves when this is over. And if we don't have the right answers, this won't be over. Maybe COVID-19 will be over, but there will be another one. 
let's get back to your feedback. This is from Shane, who says it's harder and harder to find the steak instead of the Cheetos. That's a reference to the ongoing sure. conversation Daniel Horowitz and I had back in 2018. But what what do or what 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 does the audience for conservative media want? Does does it want the own and the libs, or does it want the substance of of what it takes to to defeat the libs? By the way, there's nothing wrong with some owning the libs, you know. I love movie theater popcorn. That's at least like third of the reason we go is I'd love it, but I, I don't need it to uh, survive. I love shamrock shakes. I love a good meme. We have fun. We laugh, but I can't have a diet. I can't, you know, my nutrition can't be based on shamrock shakes. It cannot be based on movie theater popcorn or Cadbury mini eggs. I tried that earlier in life. It, I was 400 pounds. All right. So it can't be based on that. All right. We got to have some solid food. And then when, once you've reached the proper nutrition, if there's enough room left over for the good stuff, then, then go at it, right? Um, but Shane says along those lines, thanks for you guys. Thanks to all of you at, on your show for trying to keep it real. All sports on the professional and collegiate level are being canceled as well as the kids' sports. My daughter's state swim meet three weeks from now was just canceled. My middle daughter's soccer games and tournaments are being canceled for the next month as we speak. Work travel is being suspended and teleworking will be the norm for the next month. Everyone will be at home all the time. No sports to watch on TV, no work travel to attend, no kids' sports to fill up the weekend, not just in the USA, but I think this will happen throughout the modern world. If I was a guest on your show for the Dace Group Roundtable, my prediction would be that we are about to experience a drastic spike in the birth rates this coming December uh, that we may not have seen in the past several decades. Indeed, I could foresee that we're that, uh, that one day a lot of people are going to get together and say, yes, I was conceived during the, the those, great coronavirus outbreak of 2020. Those, those damn coronials and their stupid tomatillo toast. Yes. Uh, this birth rate increase could possibly be much greater than the mortality rate of the virus. Uh, I, I would count on it, yeah. actually. Uh, and the amount of births could potentially be well more than the number of people who ended up dying as a result. I think that's a guarantee. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's too late for Todd and I now. You're in that group, Aaron. I mean, you're the expert. You're probably closer to being able to answer that kind of question. That's your generation he's talking about. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, I think personally, we're going to wait. Uh, we're going to hold off for a little while. But uh, no, I mean, you put a bunch of people uh, in close quarters with each other for a while, you know, especially in the if quiet the, place, especially, they, they, they had a kid, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially, you know, if it gets really, really bad and like the electricity goes out and there's no entertainment, you actually got to look at each other now. Man, there's no entertainment. You start but, looking better when there's nothing else to look at, yeah. right? <laughs> what do you think, Todd? Yeah, I won't argue with anything other than to just to, don't just go sit inside. Go sit inside and do that. That's fine. But go out, breathe the fresh air. I went for a run this week. Yes. That was nice. You know what we could end up seeing, man? Something I've not seen since we were kids. We could see kids like in sandlots and stuff like that. Well, I hope so. I, right now, this the, the, the race to cancel, I don't... Spring outdoor sports... Like, again, college has to travel, so that means indoor planes and all that stuff, but we're not shutting down the airports for anything else as far as we know. Now, that but, may change at, two, at 3 o'clock you know, Eastern. It, we don't it, know what the president may, will say. But, like, yeah. I, like, spring outdoor sports in high school, like, it, I, it, 
just go inside, sit, do nothing, and breathe on each other. Like I don't again, once I can't connect these dots. It's not it's not possible. Everybody go outside. Be healthy. Go on walks. Go jogging. You do know, you I, do you remember the Obama when because it was I think it was four or five months. I don't remember if it was Zinka, SARS, H one N one, swine bird. I don't remember which one of these it was. Okay. I don't remember. All right. But and, and I, it was his first year in office. Yeah. I think it was 2009, yeah. so 10 years ago. When he declared his national emergency several months after the pandemic was declared, do you remember like life changing or anything at all? I don't. Now, I understand that this is this is a virus that is, that is uh, transported primarily through the act of breathing, right? Okay, so it's a little different. I'm, I'm not drawing a moral equivalency about or a part of, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm, do you, situationally, do you remember a drastic change in how we no, I'm certain lived there wasn't or anything else back then? I don't. No one lost their minds. Delta just announced that they're decreasing their capacity by 40%. Well, Whoa. that's, you know what? I think it, more likely. Of course, it was already decreased. Yeah, more by likely yeah. the customers yeah. just, already decreased yeah. that for them would yeah. be my guess. Yeah. Um, we just had, I'm not going... I was supposed to be gone in two weeks for Phoenix, yeah. not going anymore. Yeah. Uh, Stephen writes, one of the things that we are at the greatest risk of that I haven't heard anybody talk about is the government overreach that will ultimately come from this. After the government gets this power, it will be an impos- it will be an impossibility for them, uh, of them relinquishing that control voluntarily. West Coast states are already impeding the First Amendment's freedom of peaceful assembly by limiting the number of people that can gather. Sadly, this may be just the beginning should the number of cases increase. When the coronavirus is a distant memory, the economy has rebounded and fans can now fill arenas. Those policies that were established that further hinder our freedoms will remain in some form. Now we had a conversation actually along these lines in our overtime yesterday. All right. And so because that's exclusive for our blaze TV subscribers, what is said in the overtime must remain in the overtime. So you can, you can get that conversation from yesterday at blaze tv.com slash dace. That's blaze tv.com slash dace. But, um, seeing in Aaron's montage at the top of the show, uh, this week and uh, in, 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 or this week in what Democrats say or bleep Democrats say, I should say, Bill de Blasio is probably the worst mayor in the United States of America. And if you're not at least a somewhat doing the WTF gif from his Palpatine unlimited yeah, power if, speech if, right if there, not shiver me timbers to hear the most incompetent mayor in America say, well, it pretty much grants me power over everybody's lives then we've truly lost our DNA as Americans. So, yeah, Stephen, you're, I, I wouldn't disagree with that whatsoever. And just remember, it ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. And remember to, that. To make the point, I can't believe it hasn't been brought up, but so much is going on. How, how heinous the forces are that will use an opportunity like this. What the House Democrats are doing to get abortion funding yeah. into an emergency bill to deal with this. I mean, we're, that, that's devil spawn stuff. That's no all that is. There's no doubt about that. You're right. John May says, I think it's time to start talking about an indefinite postponement of the election. And then we will see how serious they are about uh. how much they truly care about society. Well, we actually, the Louisiana primary yeah. did uh, so indefinitely postpone about it, uh, postpone about an hour or two ago. That's for mm-hmm. sure. But I understand the spirit of of what you're 
pointing out. You're, John, you're trying to call out a false objection. Wholeheartedly yep. understand that. Yeah. Lee Dean up in Michigan says, I know one group of people who should be legitimately panicked. Advocates for open borders. Their argument is being washed away in the same way as the original purveyors of liberal theology were doomed by World War I. Lee, you should be oh, right. Okay. I know but they're not going to go without a fight, Lee. You should be right. But they're not going to go without a fight. The American people are going to have to Brexit this thing and say enough. Yes. Short of that, short of, and, 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 and that's why I went on the rant I went on before the last, at the end of the last segment. We, to win that argument, there will be a cost for this. Okay. You want more things made in America. Well, <laughs> you know, an, an American can't come in a crew of American workers can't come and re-roof your home for $7.50 an hour and no bennies, all right? They can't do that. Are you willing to pay more for that? Now, now other generations were. And, and they're, now, it was easier for them in some respects. We weren't as regulated. We were, we were still a regulated economy, but not as heavily regulated as we are today. We did not have as much direct government competition with private industry as we have today. All right, which adds to the cost and drives up the standard of living for everything. But we are going to, this isn't a one way street. I think it's important for us to realize this. If we, if the, the cost of saying no to the corporatism and the globalism will be, you know, an American crew has to come and do your roof for $15 an hour. They got to feed a family with an American standard of living, you know? Um, are you willing to pay $2,500 for that 4K TV instead of, you know, the 750 bucks you can buy one with a major name brand at, at Walmart right now? Are you willing to do that? That will be the cost of that. Now, one of the things that would make us able to do that you know, one of the things the president said he wanted to do on Wednesday night was cut payroll taxes. That's the key. To well, this if, if cutting payroll taxes provides relief for the American people, why don't we just make that relief permanent? Shh. Right. Shh. If that if that helps us in a time of crisis, why don't we just make it therefore then permanent? Why don't we just do that? Those two notions are psychologically tied together not necessarily in the same time frame so they're absolutely we'd be growing pains but if we are the kind of people who understands we need to go back in that direction well we will also be the kind of people who say you know what big government go away give me my money back right we're gonna do this the way we did it originally and made our country great so it growing pains and returning it all back but you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that payroll tax, it's not, it's it, philosophically, the two are tied together. If you agree with one, you will and should agree with the other. 40 years ago, 30 years ago, every middle class family in America had a console television, a color television, a television in the living room. Whether they, whether, whether dad was a doctor or dad was a janitor, they all had one. Okay. Because they were all making a living a wage you could raise a family on. Now we all have one because of how subsidized everything is and how cheap the labor was. So that drove down artificially the cost of the product. Understand that if you truly want to make sure that what we're enduring as a country right now, because of open borders, never occurs again. Well, you're going to have to go back to the economic model that previous generations that had secure borders, 
also practiced. Okay? So for your buddy across the street to make a living wage at a meatpacking plant, like he did 40, 50 years, 30, 40 years ago, means that instead of that, you know, bone, I like the ham off the bone at the deli. That's like my personal favorite. Instead of that ham off the bone at, at, at the Walmart deli being $7.99 a pound, it's going to be $11 or $12.99 a pound now. Are you okay with that? Well, one way to make you okay with it, just cut things like payroll taxes permanently. That would be, that would make it more affordable. You'd have more discretionary income, stuff like that. But this isn't a, the reason why I urged my buddy Chip Roy to make this his number one issue when this, when this crisis is over is because it's a gateway to every, almost every other issue. This is, this is similar to why I've said over the years, if I could make one change, if I were potentate, it would be, I'd get rid of all paycheck withholding. I'd make you write the check because I made you, well, Steve, you wouldn't defund Planned Parenthood, make, make every American write that check. That's the fastest way to, I'll defund Planned Parenthood faster that way than trying to actually argue morally the case against Planned Parenthood. When I, when that, when that starts, when, when, when Planned Parenthood's hands literally pick my pocket. I'll defund it a lot quicker that way. Know what I'm saying? Can I get an amen on that? That's the same thing with this. This is really, this is the the economic scheme we have contrived to justify everything else we do in this welfare state. Is is we've done it through cheap labor and cheap goods. It's it's the way, it's our own model. It's it's, it's having indentured Chinese servants build our railroads. It's having black slaves farm our our cotton uh, fields. That's how we've done it in this era. We didn't, we didn't change the, the, we we just, it's just not racial anymore. We just, but we just changed the socioeconomic conditions. It's just now 13 year old kids in Thailand doing it now. All right. Instead of uh, people with 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 the with the more color in their skin than, than than the white guy has, same game is being played, and the cost of your of, of, of your ante, your toll to play this game is you have to be willing to import God knows what social maladies and health maladies into your country: human trafficking, opioids, heroin, coronavirus. Just name it. That's the cost. And so we have to have this conversation amongst ourselves too. Can I read you something that I just saw come across that makes it all the more important because they're related. The city of Champaign, Illinois was going to hold an emergency meeting this morning to pass an ordinance related to granting emergency powers to ban the sale of firearms, gasoline, liquor, and take possession of private property. You better take your damn life back and your country back really quick. That's why Steve says, have these discussions. How much time do you have left to do that? We have no idea anymore. Just got an email from a gentleman just a minute ago. Um, uh, Let me find it here because I responded to him in real time. Uh, His name is, uh, is, is Darby. And he said, guys, you should listen to yourselves. You are telling people and, and telling everyone not to panic. But then all, you all just went out and said that uh, you bought several weeks worth of food. Well, I also would tell people not to go out and shoot others. But I would also urge you to keep and bear arms because other people will go out and shoot others. Oh, you're panicking, okay? Steve. I, have to, I, I, can't in, I can't ignore the fact that everyone around me is panicking. I'd be irresponsible as a father and a husband if, if I did not say, hey, we're not going to lose our minds here, but we're going to be prepared while everybody else loses theirs. That's just, that's dumb. I'm just going to be honest. That, that's is, just dumb. Do you, I, Steve, we go to the grocery store 
every week. Mm -hmm. I think you do too. That's not panicking. That's surviving. That's taking care of your family. Watching everybody else turn into crazy people means I just got ahead of the game a little bit and stocked up. And I'm doing that based on observing people. It's not panicking. I'm connecting the dots. I'm doing the math. We, I thought we explained as much as that. Oh, this is akin to the um, you, you shouldn't have a firearm in your home because if you have to shoot an intruder, you're losing a chance to share the gospel with them. Right. Uh, priorities, guys. Not to mention, you should be slapping me on the back because um, I, I ended up, to for for five of us in that home for a month, I, I dropped about $1,000 total yesterday. It's at Costco and, uh, and, and Walmart. I did my part to put money back into the economy while the people pushing this panic have been robbing you for the last week. So if anything, I had to be getting a helmet sticker for that one. Thank you. Gentlemen, any final thoughts here? We got, what, uh, about uh, two minutes um, you know what? Can I close with a thought? Do you mind? Go you ahead. should. Uh, while we're warning against the dumb, let's not be dumb ourselves. Okay. I, I saw a tweet going around, um, with somebody talking about, Hey, this is God's judgment for letting things like drag queen story time hour go. I, I, I don't know if it's divine judgment or not. I don't know. But just be very careful when you throw things like that around. Because essentially, God, you're asserting that God's punishment for drag queen storytime hour is to kill a bunch of elderly people who actually oppose drag queen storytime hour, right? Right. Okay. So uh, we, don't, we don't need, don't, don't be in a rush to be dumb. There's been plenty of things you guys should know. There's been plenty of things we've discussed here amongst ourselves off the air the last few days. And then we looked at each other and said, it's not the time and place to put these things out on the air. Let's be responsible, right? Let's not tweet about them, right? We've had these conversations. Sure. Had one of them this morning, in fact, where we went on the air. You know, just enough people are being exposed to dumb already. Don't be in a hurry to add to the dumb. Don't be in a hurry to add to it. That's my parting thought. You guys have anything else? Um, worship. Love your family. Again, uh, the invisible hand made popular with an economic term. Well, economia is a Greek term that ultimately means family. You get back to your first things. You're being reminded to do that. At the very least, that divine judgment is at hand. Where would you yet be struck to remember who created heaven and earth? Get back to it now, and life will be better. We're to stick around and do some overtime, best and worst of the week. That shouldn't be difficult this uh, this Friday. We're going to do that for our Blaze TV subscribers. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Dace if you want to watch that or subscribe so you can watch that today and all the other content we do at Blaze TV. Be safe and smart, please this weekend until Monday and don't panic until Monday John 317